red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Ow, meow, brown cow. The I'm human torch cow. was denied a bank loan. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome to I'll Tell You What. And this is season three, episode two. Party people. Jedi. Yes. <laughs> you got your two favorite uh, peeps in the building. You got uh, your boy over here across from me, Kyle Pritchett, a.k.a. The Dark One, a.k.a. Mr. Mike, a.k.a. Coconut Mike, a.k.a. Beef Yerky, a.k.a. Denmark is the Stenmark. Thank you. <laughs> and, of course, we have our good, good friend and co-host, John Notice. A.k.a. your boy, a.k.a. Jolly John, a.k.a. Day Notice, a.k.a. Chief Skinny Legs, a.k.a. Diamond Dancing. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I might know where that one comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Patrick Swayze, I can tell you that, ladies. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but I do actually want to shout out uh, Kyle. Uh, Whoa. Facebook. Thank you. Yeah, man. Facebook actually told me that yesterday we have been friends officially for 15 years. Officially? Officially. What about unofficially, bro? Unofficially plus three, so like, 18. That's what I'm saying. On I, the DL. On the DL. It's, it's definitely 18. <laughs> but I definitely wanted to shout you out for that and just appreciate everything that you do. You're my best friend. So yeah, just man. I want to give hey, you that, man. I Right back at you uh, as Tommy Boy says, brother's got a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, on our episode this week, we got uh, a lot coming up. We've got bell nba tiger documentary Whoa. and we've got an interesting shooting too coming to you live from kyle <laughs> so uh but before we get into all of that um do want to shout out miss jody and i yeah. also want to shout out miss pam jody braswell yes and pam verner uh also want to shout out amber hughes christy Right, and I want to shout out Audrey Weerson as well. Shout out to Audrey the most because she's our latest fan. Miss Jody, shout out to you specifically because you actually shared our link. Uh-oh, so, a little repost. Yes, so we appreciate that. Also, shout out to Laurent. Um, yeah, he was definitely uh, shouting us out this week. So Okay, all right. Appreciate that, Laurent. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle. Yes, sir. Tell me about your week. Well, this past week was quite a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, obviously watched tons of football this weekend. Uh, watched the divisional round of the NBA playoffs. We uh, we tried to wrap our head around this James Harden trade, uh, but in a on a personal note, um, we cleaned out the backyard. We've oh, been, we were like our new house is in kind of a deep wooded area. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of little trees and uh, just debris from, you know, woodland area stuff. So me and uh, my dad literally spent all day Saturday doing that. And we like started this enormous bonfire in the backyard. And I kid you not, we kept it going until uh, yesterday, until Tuesday. It was lit. Literally anytime that it started to go down. I would just go back there and like cut some more stuff down and throw it on there. And it was like, <laughs> I'm talking like all night, all day. It was awesome. Uh, fire flame. Heard. <laughs> yeah, we called it Firefest 2021. <laughs> Heard. But it actually happened. <laughs> uh, no, it did. 
So what about you, my friend, what uh, what went down in your in your neck of the woods? A lot of nothing. What? Yes, nothing, just uh, like I didn't suspect. Yeah, we just had MLK weekend, so yes, like, of course, Doctor uh, King. Doctor King, I'm just happy that I'm alive and I'm blessed to, you know, experience the new world that we're living in. Uh, mm-hmm. Today is Super Wednesday, so, as I'm calling it. Super Wednesday because it's inauguration Wednesday. So I thought um, you I thought you cited a uh, Superman maybe no or no potentially one of the friends yes super friends <laughs> no 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 shout out to DC uh, Comics oh uh, <laughs> I wish but yeah no there's nothing really eventful necessarily happened to me uh, this week but you know just a lot of other people had a good week so I just wanted to shout them out so yeah, yeah absolutely man. yeah. And we are uh, recording today on Inauguration Day, so uh, we are definitely sending good thoughts and prayers towards our uh, our new administration, and we just hope everybody can um, uh, get some benefits from from that, and mm-hmm. uh, not just financial, just maybe everybody just gets uh, on pace. the same page, mm-hmm. you know, just for a little bit here, and hopefully we can do that, and uh you know, and if not, we just want to help help out the new leadership in any way we can, can. because it only benefits us to be supported. <laughs> exactly. So don't go against the grain, guys. Like, let's, let's just not do that. Come on. Like, let's just try and be neutral here. So, <laughs> yeah, like a car. <laughs> you can't drive because it's a neutral. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> a lot Speaking of reps. I got my emissions yesterday, guys. If you haven't got your emissions in a while, a uh, public service announcement it's important. All right. <laughs> do it. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> do it. Bacardi and Cola do, do it. it. Do it, do <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, guys. On our next segment, we've got NFL coming up. Uh, we'll catch you live on I'll, I'll Tell You What. Don't I like my cheese with extra broccoli in it? I do on I'll, I'll Tell You, you What. what? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe uh are you, we thinking like Velveeta? Or are you Velveeta. thinking okay yeah, Velveeta? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking for a minute like actually cheddar cheese, like some shredded cheddar, might be pretty pretty good. good. Yeah. <laughs> like one bite of broccoli, one bite of shredded ch- cheddar. <laughs> exactly. Throw some bacon on it. You're cooking with fire. What Literally. About string cheese, bro. String cheese is about it. Stringy. Well. Stringy. <laughs> like the mozzarella man with his little stringy hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enough about the food, guys, because we're going to hit you with some NFL on this segment now. Right now. So we had our divisional uh, matchups this last week. Ain't that right, Kyle? It is right, yeah. So the divisional round, people say that's kind of where the NFL playoffs start to get a little serious. Yes, yes. Uh, Joker style. (laughs) So we had uh, Browns Chiefs, Ravens Bills, Green Bay LA Rams, um, and Buccaneers and Saints. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, let's start from the top. Uh, hit me with Browns and Chiefs. Who won that one? Uh, the Chiefs ended up winning that one. What's um, the shocker in there? Because there was a yeah. shocker. I'm shocked. shocked. <laughs> I feel shocked. <laughs> um, the the Chiefs ended up you know taking the win 22-17. to 17. Um, I will say this game, I felt like the Browns got a little bit robbed in this game. There was a a play where the Browns were driving in, I believe it was a third quarter. It was either late second or early third quarter. 
and they were about to score a touchdown. They had like a 40-yard pass to uh, T. Higgins, who's a former Clemson wide receiver. So it's Baker Mayfield threw like a 40-yard pass to T. Higgins. He's running it into the end zone to score a touchdown for the Browns. He reaches out to like dive the ball across the end zone, and the Steelers defender comes along and literally oh. – spears him with his helmet into the Browns receiver's helmet. Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Not yeah. the Steelers, my bad. The Chiefs were on, on the defender, came in and like targeted this guy hardcore. And he fumbled it, obviously, because he got like helmet to helmet contact very, very hard. And so they called it a fumble out of the end zone. So they gave the Chiefs the ball instead of a touchdown for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Now, Everybody and their mother, when they looked at the replay, said, wow, that's pretty clearly helmet-to-helmet contact. That's a personal foul. Like, that's a first down for the Browns at the very least, and they get the ball there. And they didn't call it. And apparently, according to the ref, Gene Steratore, the guy they have on the broadcast, are like, let's bring in Gene to see what he thinks. (laughs) Gene's like, yeah, guys, that was a pretty clear helmet-to-helmet there. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not a reviewable play in that situation. So, uh, yes, it was, and it should have changed the outcome of the game. Wow, unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, cool, so we can all agree that it's unbelievable, yet we're Still gonna do it wrong. <laughs> All right, way to go, guys. Way to go. Yes. Um, so anyway, obviously, if you gave them the touchdown there, the final score would have been twenty-four to twenty-two, and that doesn't even begin to talk about the uh, the end of the game where Mahomes gets the concussion. Yes, Patrick. So that was gonna be my shocker right there. Is that he literally thought it was Thursday <laughs> when mm-hmm. he got hit. But it, the, the hit, it was so funny because it didn't seem like that, that big of a hit yeah. comparatively to, uh, you know, some of the other hits we've seen. It kind of reminded me of the national championship game on the first play. The Ohio State running back, Trey Sermon, he was out on the first play because he had a separated shoulder or a neck injury. And it didn't really even look on that play like he got hit very hard. So that's one thing you just have to remember when we're watching these games, even though we may not think it looks, looks serious uh these guys are you know generally 200 plus pounds that's what i was gonna say finely tuned athletes running yeah. at full speed at each mm-hmm. other with pads so that's almost like helmets probably <laughs> speed of impact is probably like 30 miles per hour that's what it feels mm-hmm. like plus yeah. 30 plus <laughs> yeah so I, I can I can respect that. Speaking of concussions, another one happened in the Ravens and Bills game. Uh-huh. So why don't you tell me about that one, Kyle? Well, uh, the Ravens-Bills went a lot like I kind of thought it would. So uh, the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, who everybody thinks is really good. And he is a very, very good uh, scrambling quarterback, like mm-hmm. one of the best we've ever seen. Um, but he's always struggled with consistency in the passing game. So uh, that reared its ugly head yet again in this game. And uh, towards the end of the third quarter, the Ravens had only scored three points. And Lamar Jackson was trying to make things happen for him. And he ended up getting a concussion himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they ended up not scoring any more than three points throughout the entire game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the flip side, the Bills, who everybody was gaga over, because <laughs> they have the best offense ever. Hey, man, it's because Destiny's Child made a song about them. Uh, was it like, oh, 
I don't want no bills. <laughs> no, it's more like trying to pay these bills. Pay <laughs> your bills. bills. Then maybe we can chill. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for that one, guys. Just figured I'd let you have the good, sweet tones of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I was more shocked that game just to see Lamar go down. Like you said, it just was unfortunate. The snap. So what happened was the snapper like flew over, snapped the ball over <laughs> yeah. Lamar's head, probably a good 10 yards. You got one job. Yeah. Flew over. Lamar picked up the ball. He like at the one yard line, threw it, got tackled, got called for intentional grounding and had the <laughs> concussion. So it just stacked in his favor. It was just not a good matchup, but Lamar. 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 <laughs> So that was that game. The Bills won that one. So we've but got- they only scored 17 points. That was like what I was trying to say is the Bills didn't really their offense so far in the playoff, 24 points, 17 points. points. So you they tell play me the that opponent. they're amazing. They're not. So we'll you see. Tell me, yeah. We'll see what happens on this this next matchup. Yeah. So we had uh Green Bay, LA Rams. Whoop, whoop. Green and yellow, green and yellow. Go, Pat, go. Don't don't don't. Anyway, uh, if you guys remember from last week and uh, previously, I, I've i picked the Packers since the beginning of the season. Since I watched them play the first game, I said, the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're really good. People need to like recognize that they're. I, I, I see greatness in them. They got it. Okay. And sure enough, they rolled in this game 32-18 to 18 versus the Los Angeles Rams. Um. Aaron Rodgers even had a few errant passes, and they still demolished them. Uh, Defense? uh, Did you see that? (laughs) Me neither. Yeah. (laughs) They were getting defensive about how the defense wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Aaron uh, got it done for Green Bay uh, through – or he ran in a touchdown, I believe, a rushing touchdown. Yeah, so – that was a highlight. Uh, he f- juked out a defender. It was very, very cool. Ooh, interesting, interesting. En- interesting enough. Uh, Little Wayne was in attendance of that game, personally in a box. Tunchi. So Tunchi. So yes. Uh, moving on to our next game, we've got Bucks versus the Saints. So the History Channel yeah, is definitely yeah. covering yeah. this one. Uh, can you pass the honey? For my tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Battle of the Elders. Uh, you had Tom versus Drew. Yep. And unfortunately, I'm not saying unfortunately, but technically Tom got it done. So, unfortunately, Drew lost. And oh, I was actually kind of rooting no, he for him. He drew a blank. Yeah, he literally <laughs> did. So, but it was actually tighter than it. It was a very tight matchup the yeah whole game, the saints so. were winning for quite a bit and they they blew some opportunities um which is usually the case in these playoff games mm-hmm. um it just comes down to who can make the least amount of mistakes and unfortunately for the saints they were on the short end of the stick, stick on that one yeah so uh yeah I, I mean this could be a question for later but just quick answer. I think Drew's done. I think he retires. I think it would be a mistake for the Saints to even bring him back. I think if I was the Saints, I would say, look, man, thank you for everything you've done. We're good. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I technically agree 
just not in that manner. Like you already battled injury this season. You broke a rib or two, I believe. Mm-hmm. And like, unfortunately you're not father time is undefeated. So like, you're not going to win this battle and technically you're going to become more of a liability for us further down the line. Michael Thomas has already stated that he needed surgery this year, but he wanted to give you like an opportunity because he knew that this might be your last year. Mm -hmm. So you're not your best off two of your best offensive weapons going into next season, Kamara and Michael Thomas are probably unfortunately not on your side. So (laughs) it's, it's kind of crappy, but you know, just, I see this being like a crossroads for him. Speaking of retirement as well, Philip rivers announced his retirement after 17 seasons with the NFL um, and Ben Roethlisberger is considering as well. Mm. So a lot of retirement. It's a very emotional time. You know, <laughs> I just don't know why I have to do this because I just want to talk to play more. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like that's just how it goes. Toughen up buttercup. Toughen up. <laughs> and it makes room for new quarterbacks that are emerging. Maybe Mac Jones could land a, a role. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. <laughs> could land a role on one of these teams or something else, you know? So we'll see what happens uh, as the, what's it called? Uh, You know what I'm talking about? The draft. Uh, The draft? Yeah, the draft. The NFL draft? NFL draft. Mel Kiper Uh, Jr. Yeah, comes up. We'll see what happens, guys. I've got a number three on my board, Con. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with that being said, going into Super Bowl, this will decide who's going to be playing for it, this matchup. Who do you have, Bills versus Chiefs? Well, I'm going to have to say the... (sighs) I really don't like either of these teams. It's a tough pick for me. Um, If Mahomes doesn't play, I'll have to take the Bills. Um, If Mahomes plays, I will take the Chiefs. Right now, he's still in concussion protocol. They have not made a final decision. So, Got you. So you have... uh... Green Bay versus Buccaneers. I'm taking AA Ron, and I know you are too. So. <laughs> Not even a question. Packers going to run through Tampa Bay. Yes. Tampa so. Brady, should I say? <laughs> Tampa Brady. That's good. That's good. So I, I'm in agreement with you on that one. So go, Pack. Go. Let's get it done. Let's get it. Uh, guys, we've got NFL coming up on our next, or I'm sorry, NBA coming <laughs> We've got more NFL. <laughs> But not next. But not later. Hold your horses. (laughs) We've got NBA coming up on our next segment on I'll I'll Tell tell You What. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to, to I'll, I'll Tell You what. what. We're coming to you live from Kennesaw, Georgia. Kyle Pritchett here with John. Uh, we are about to break down the NBA on <laughs> TNT <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Guys, so uh, we talked last week about the James Harden trade to the Brooklyn Nets. So there's just a few things I want to touch on on this subject real quick. So the fact that James Harden got to the Nets tells me potentially 
they were trying to go for having three superstars on big three, big three on that team. In actuality, it's been two. Ooh. So I don't really think that Kyrie's going to be standing there too much longer, in my opinion. So give us a little background. So like you said, James Harden was traded to the Nets and the Nets currently have Kevin Durant and Kyrie, right? Mm -hmm. So what's going on since that trade? So Kyrie has yet to come back to the facility for like with the team and join up with them. He was suspended and fined. Actually, he wasn't really suspended. He's just been in uh, COVID protocols lately because of the fact that he went to a party and that he attended without a mask and they the NBA found out about it there was video evidence of it they fined him $50,000 for it because he knows not to be doing that uh-huh. um and then he has yet to really get serious with the nets since everything has broken about James Harden over the past week so i mm-hmm. think that they're kind of if i was in the organization not saying that i am but Obviously, but <laughs> not saying I am. <laughs> but if I was the GM, I'd be looking to either a fire you and get that money back, or b sitting you on that bench, grab some bench, bro. At Hardcore. This, yeah. At so. this point, I might, I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms, but you make a valid point. If if they're not confident that he's going to return to the team, you need to sell now. Why the value for him is still high because if. You went all in for James Harden because you want to win this year or next year. And if Kyrie is going to play games and not show up to play like the actual the game, games, <laughs> uh, then yeah, you got a problem. But I did read that he does want to return to the team. Um, I thought I saw that he was set to return Saturday versus the Magic mm-hmm. this past Saturday. And then, like, on Saturday, I was watching football, and, you know, a little bottom line thing came up, and it said Kyrie is not going to come, you know, not showing up for the Magic game, whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, what are you doing? Doing. Like, you have such an opportunity that people would kill for, and you're not taking advantage of it, so... It definitely was disheartening on my end. No, and and he is he's abusing his power that he does have. Unfortunately, as an athlete, you know, like you're just barely doing the bare minimum to get by at this point. And I just That's- find that very obnoxious as a professional athlete who gets paid millions upon millions of dollars to just play basketball right now. You know, like again, a lot of people would kill for that opportunity. Who would love to be in that roster spot and getting paid at this point because covid is not going anywhere anytime soon so you know what i mean but that's stay. it's here to stay and unpack the boxes already <laughs> so like people are getting paid um but speaking on that it's almost it's been great to actually watch uh the team the with nets. yeah the nets with james on there uh they have actually just gone off so uh james has actually picked it up like he hadn't even skipped a step. So his assists are back up. Mm-hmm. He's actually sharing the ball, but they're actually giving him the ball to actually take shots. Yeah. And so he's actually been divvying up to Kevin Durant as well. Um, so that's awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that, on Mon- MLK on Monday, they had a showdown against the Bucks. So oh. Nets Bucks. And yeah. it was a Milwaukee very, Bucks. yeah, very interesting game to watch. 
Uh, they were so confident in their defensive strategy in that game that they gave Giannis literally the like perimeter to shoot from. They're like, we dare you to take it. Miss after miss after miss after miss, my dog. What's going so on in that game? They're changing his name to Miss Ante Takupo. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, they forced him to take jumpers, and that's not his shot. So it was kind of crazy. So obviously the Nets got it done mm-hmm. in that matchup. But uh Kevin Durant definitely took the final shot and got it done for them. I will say he looked very smooth in his shot. So I think yeah. he's, he's he's back. back. So he's back. Uh, speaking of like guarding, I would say, and you know, we call him the Durantula. I yeah. would probably all time. I wouldn't say this because Richard Jefferson qu- is quoted saying that he is the most unguardable person, but I will definitely have to say he is like top four or even three. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> to defend. Okay. I will say that Kobe actually had him on there too. So Yeah. I would agree. It's like my, I would say Kobe, LeBron, and KD are the hardest people. Like, that's why I'm saying in my eyes of like hardest people to defend. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because he's so tall and like lanky that you would assume that his ball handling skills would not be up to par. And you, as a defender, should be able to exploit that and, kind of grab some steals when he's out on the perimeter, like with ball. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't seem to happen that often, which I don't know. I know if I was defending him, that's kind of what I would be be trying to do, but you can't. Yeah. So because because the thing is, yeah, like, like you were saying, um, his shot is so smooth that if you get caught reaching for him, he could potentially just rise above you and Mm -hmm. have an uncontested shot. And with his shooting ability, you definitely don't want to give him an uncontested shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's so lanky that I think he probably is more apt to get foul calls mm-hmm. because he's not like LeBron where LeBron's just going to steamroll through you and they're less likely to call a foul because, you know, it seems like he's initiating the contact. Tack, but with exactly. KD, it's like you tap his arm. He's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> literally speaking on LeBron. So the Lakers on MLK went against Golden State. So that was a big showdown this, that day, guys. We had two good matchups. Okay. So you had the Lakers mm-hmm. go against Golden State, mm-hmm. and Golden State was like rallying it up. They were down, and then they came back to win uh, in the final seconds. Now, I'm sorry to like spoil that game for you in case you wanted to see a replay or something like that, but the most important thing that I observed in that was the fact that the Lakers got way too complacent, and so – that's what I noticed is what's been their trend right now is they just get a little too sloppy. So I'm looking at the box score right now of that game. I don't think I've ever seen LeBron have a negative plus minus. So he's at minus nine, Mm -hmm. which means when he was on the floor throughout the whole game, the other team scored nine points more than when he was like when he was on the floor. Which is not good, but he normally doesn't have that. It's no, just he interesting, and that that's why he I'm had saying. 19 points. That's pretty low. So like Curry went off in that game, and what was even crazier was the final shot that he took was over Anthony Davis, AD, that Defensive Player of the Year. He threw up a three over him, and that's like that's seven foot. 
You know what I mean? Like that's huge, huge, huge. So I was really shocked there, but the Lakers had a final possession and Dennis Schroeder, I'd rather you get it out now. So I'm not really mad at them for this. So mm -hmm. Dennis passed the ball to what's his name? Uh, G League. G League. He came from there. I cannot think of him, his name Kuzma? right now. No, no, the G League. The G League? Uh, yeah. Montrez Harrell? No, 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 no. He's the white guy. The Caruso? small one. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Caruso. Yeah. Sorry. Alex Caruso. Caruso. <laughs> so Caruso, he passed the ball to Caruso, and Caruso was like, What are you doing? <laughs> so like the, doing? the ball almost got tipped away. So they called timeout. And all they could do was like do like a quick play. So to Kyle's point, LeBron got back on the court. They inbounded to LeBron. He took up a three and he it was like kadunk. You know what I mean? Like uh, not eggs. So wasn't his game. It wasn't his game. So he they lost by two. So I'm not again, I'm not mad. I'd rather it happen now. They're still the best record in the league. The Lakers mm -hmm. are eleven and four. Eleven and four. So I'm content. With what I'm seeing, I'd rather you get your hiccups out now than yep. later when it's like crucial game time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even really worry about the Warriors this year after Clay's in injury, Clay Thompson. Um, he's out for the season. So the Warriors are seven and six right now. They're probably gonna be like they're in the, the mix. They're in the hunt. They're probably gonna be, I would say at the best, they're gonna be a five seed, mm -hmm. which I think is a long shot. I think they're more likely to be a six, seven, eight. Okay. Um, so they're going to play one of the better teams in the first round and get knocked. If they don't get knocked out by that one, then they'll probably get knocked out by the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> you think they that... just don't have enough firepower. Okay. They, there's, they don't have enough firepower. Oh. They're built around Stephen Curry, <laughs> Clay Thompson, okay. and Draymond Green. And they're missing one of those people. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. It is. A big it's deal. a big deal. Big deal. <laughs> it's not like they have James Harden and Kevin Durant who are like sing, 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 sing. sing, sing. Yeah, laser beam. <laughs> they got Stephen Curry, who's decent, and then they got Draymond, who needs like the other guy to be good. Got you. So, so. that's my opinion. That's mm -hmm. just one man's opinion. I mean, you've been pretty accurate. I would say your taste in basketball and your perception is pretty accurate. So sometimes for the, I think like I get what I what what should happen the mo for the most part. Like, but sometimes you get surprises, you know. Mm -hmm. But that that's what's to be expected. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. why we love sports, right, guys? Sports. <laughs> On our next segment, we've got Tiger Documentary Part Ooh, One. Highly anticipated HBO special, though, guys. You got to shell out if you want to see this thing. Yes, it was very good. So we'll talk about that next on I'll, I'll Tell, tell you, what. you What. EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> Big, big, big. Yeah. <laughs> EA Sports, big. Uh, I bet you they are missing Tiger Woods on their PGA games for EA Sports. Oh, I bet they are. But we are too on I'll Tell You What. <laughs> just kidding, guys. We just want to mess with you. Uh, but continue, Kyle. I apologize. Oh, I was just uh, making the comment that um, 
you know, Tiger Woods used to have his own video game with mm-hmm. EA Sports, Tiger Woods PGA Golf. And it was actually decent. You could play with a lot of characters mm-hmm. on there, and his skill was good. Roy, Rory McIlroy <laughs> was actually yeah, good, yeah. too. I, I actually love to play on that game with uh, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky Fowler. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was always fun to play with, but... I mean, that was a pretty pretty popular game. It came out a new one every year. But then once the uh, controversies arose. I mean, they dropped them like a bad habit. Yes, they it did. It was like Lance Armstrong. People were like, drop, 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 drop. But, uh, but yeah, so, guys, we, we are like most of you in that we love us a good sports documentary. Like mm-hmm. we've spoken in the past about The Last Dance, Dance. the definitive Michael Jordan documentary and uh would you say this is better than that one um well that's what i was gonna say is now they have an hbo special it's called tiger and it's a two-part documentary and it details tiger's life and career up to the current point so i would say we've only seen part one um that's what we're going to talk about today and i would say that it is very interesting um I personally don't have the same level of interest in this documentary as I do in the Michael Jordan one, but I there's not many other sports figures or even human beings that I respect and would prefer to see more than Michael Jordan. So exactly. that's kind of a tough question. Yeah. Um, however, this would definitely be in my top five so far of sports documentaries because agreed, agreed yeah i mean you you you've always wanted to know more about behind him. the scenes about what tiger tiger's all about what you know how he began um you always hear about his dad but all that being said let's get right into it shall we <laughs> so we find out what well, disclaimer if you do not want to i would recommend watching the documentary even though we're about to dissect it. Still. Yeah. Or if you don't want any spoilers, just, just skip, skip this, this section. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that the beginning starts with like a speech from his dad, Earl, Earl, Earl talking about like how tiger was destined for greatness. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of crazy to hear that statement come out of like, his mouth because he's like, you are going to be great. You will change the world. You are like, essentially he was talking about him as a prophet and you're like, and you imagine hearing that, you know what I mean? Imagine hearing that as a child, like you're like dad chill. And he was like, no, I won't like, so it started at a young age with tiger just being engrossed and bathed in like Mm. talk like that. So it's kind of crazy to me that his father so when Tiger was younger, Tiger would cry. And so what you a baby. <laughs> so like as a baby, his dad would just start hitting golf balls. Like he put Tiger in a high chair, essentially mm-hmm. in the garage. And he just started hitting at golf balls. Yeah. At their house. Yeah. And so what they would be did- pretty cool to have, like, I've always thought that would be something really cool in your own house to have the net like that. Mm-hmm. Because basically, guys, if you haven't seen it, they set up a net that's pretty big and you can just tee it up on artificial turf or something mm-hmm. and you're hitting the ball directly into the net. But it won't go it anywhere. Help, right. It just like catches it in the net right there. But it would really help develop your golf swing. I mean, if, you know, because it, it's kind of expensive, expensive to go to the driving range. It is. 
And so you see him just hitting it. And apparently Earl said, Tiger just stopped crying as he just hit the ball. Like the twang, I, I guess you could call it, of the ball hitting the uh, club. The club. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, is something that like calmed him. So it's great to see and hear the story about that. So I think he said when he was two, uh, Tiger actually learned to swing on his own. Uh Like, yeah, like literally he put him down, he gave him a club and Tiger just instantly swung it Mm -hmm. and hit the ball perfectly. So it was very interesting at that point. And Earl knew that he had something at that moment. So it was almost like a Mozart moment. Yeah. Where your father is like, nah, like we, we going to do something with this. So (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting at that point to hear Earl, Earl's standpoint. And Mm -hmm. then Tiger's mom uh, was two times more diligent than he was like his dad Earl was. So like, yeah, she was the quintessential Tiger mom. Yeah. And I like not tongue in cheek, but like she was, hard on hard both of them yeah like disciplinarian yeah sure you were doing your stuff yeah and it wasn't just with golf it was school it was everything Mm -hmm. she like drilled it into him that he was going to be good too so like imagine by the way michael jordan had already been a thing at this point so Mm -hmm. imagine i guess earl got the inspiration from michael the blueprint and just applied it to golf to golf essentially (laughs) when and it's kind of crazy so like when you think about it with a lot of professional athletes who are destined for good things it it really does start with their fathers and that was like the main emphasis i would say in this episode for the series Mm -hmm. so they they talk about that heavily throughout so you learn more about tiger's past and his development. And so his dad exposed him to different training techniques, such as like, cause his dad was a green beret and he was in Vietnam. In and, Nam. In Nam. and so what you find out is that, uh, his dad had trained him with this military op psychologist, psych, oh, I cannot say it. Psycholog- <laughs> Psychologist ops. Uh, gentleman and he had taught him how to hypnotize himself essentially and that's like the craziest part because i had always been trying to figure that out like when you see tiger on the course in general he does this thing where it looks like he just zones out but that's him hypnotizing himself like i'm about to kill this and like knock the ball in and and all this stuff it's very 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 cool to see how they break it down for you yeah I think the whole the whole thing for me when watching that part of it, his early childhood and how his dad was very, um, let's say, exposed him to all these training techniques and also took him to a lot of golf courses. It just made me think how I'm sure so many other dads, parents out there were doing similar things. And I think it almost devalues Tiger's natural talent to even say that Earl was like that big of a, a an influence because think about how many people grow up playing a ton of golf. Mm-hmm. They're not Tiger Woods. No, they're not. You know what I'm saying? And there are other parents that are that psycho about stuff like that. So I think 
yes, he deserves credit for making him stick to it, but that to me is about it. And as I'm sure you were going to follow up with, there were a lot of unsavory things that Earl did that actually hurt Tiger down the line. Yes. Whereas, you know, maybe if he, you know, became less and less involved as Tiger got older, he could have avoided. So I just want to like make sure I say that that's how I, it made me feel like this guy has amazing talent. Yes. Why are we trying to limit him by just stick, sticking him with this one person? He needs to be exposed to other things, other ideas, other ways that he can improve at it, like at that age, instead of being wrote in, you only practice with me, I'm Earl. Blah, 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 and, blah. and that was the thing too. Earl said, yeah, he could play other sports, but that's not going to happen. He like, yeah. I have to say that, like he literally does say that in the and documentary. Probably ended up hurting him just a little bit because becoming more athletic, you, like that helps you in sports. So yes. cross training in sports always is more helpful. Mm-hmm. Specialization is great, but it becomes a job. It becomes work, work. when you yeah. do that and you want to have it be fun. Yes. And he wasn't really having fun. So speaking on that, so he had friends and he would socialize at school, but he was a very quiet person. And so you are introduced in the doc- relate. <laughs> You're introduced to a his first girlfriend who tells you about his relationship with her and how strict his parents were with her and him. Yeah, and he had to go over to the girlfriend's house to be himself. Self essentially to explore anything other than tiger the golfer yeah and and just that in itself should tell you how strict his parents were you can't even like cut up with your parents which is nuts to me because those are the people in the long run who you're supposed to like be chummy with the most you know do your parents yeah yeah but there is i mean you're you're always gonna have like people your age that you're gonna be a little bit more i don't know if you want to say it's more yourself but just you can live your life without expectation as with parents and family, there's always some level of expectation. And um, so it, I can, I can understand how like, anyway, no, no, I'm getting you're off good. topic. Yeah, no, you're good. So we, you learn about her and how she just like tries to uh, show him just how to have fun and, and relax. And so at this point, Tiger is about to go professional. Um, from amateur to professional essentially guys and so like once he goes breaks up with her he goes yeah i'm just (laughs) kidding guys yeah once he she was actually really nice yeah she's very very nice and had very nice things to say about him but even though they're not married or anything like that she still respects him and that should show you the character of her and him in their relationship still to this day so you find out essentially that Tiger goes pro and he just starts killing it. He wins major after major, major after major, major after major. <laughs> and nobody was ready for Tiger. And so Earl was technically right the whole time where he said that you were going to change the world. And it <laughs> just kind of like starts to pile on as far as like what Earl was saying. And so this feeds technically into my next point, which is going to be a ego to like privacy is the only thing that you can't get back once you're 
up there at the top. Once you people want to know more about you. And that's why Michael is the same way. He's very quiet. He does not like being spoken to by the media. A lot of high profile athletes are like that. So Earl taught him how to deal with the media, but when he signed with Nike, he just started getting paid and paid and paid. And just everything kind of came to culminated all at once. It manifested itself. And it was very interesting to watch and just see it fall into place. So I guess like my point is, is I'm trying to get you guys hyped right now, but I don't want to spoil part two yet because part two is going to be on our next episode so i just want to give you guys a little bit of a build up and maybe you guys can actually watch this one so yeah <laughs> i think that's a good stopping point for us yeah so. uh i i would say just one final thought is um the thing that kind of leads into the next part two is how earl behaved around tiger as they're growing up it's kind of a revelation towards the end all of earl's friends and family and just confidants were very, very nervous about even speaking about this. But uh, it turns out that Earl was having women uh, toted along with him uh, while Tiger, Tiger was training. And he would bring a mobile home. home. And while Tiger, Right up on the course. Right up on the course. And while Tiger was practicing, he would go and have relations with these women. And we're not talking just cocktails. No. No. And it was like, and then he would come out and brag to Tiger about exactly what he was doing. And Tiger would think like, oh, but that's not my mom. Like, yeah. and he was very confused by that. And just all, you know, as he grew older, he came to think that's normal. Mm -hmm. And so that leads us into part two, which neither of us have seen. And we'll talk about next week. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, we got shooting two on our next segment on. I'll, I'll tell you what. That, that foul was offensive. The falcon, the peregrine falcon, can read a newspaper from over one mile away. Is that really a fact? Oh, it is. And the falcons just read a headline, and we'll tell you about it on I'll Tell, tell You What. what? <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Um, so, Kyle, this is Shooting Two. Yes, shooting to our favorite segment where we break down a topic from a couple of different points of view. Um, this week, we're focusing in on the Atlanta Falcons situation. Okay. Uh, they recently let go of both their head coach, Dan Quinn, and their uh, general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. The effort to find the replacements was Quite extensive. Yes. And, uh, quite I don't think they rushed. I, I think they took their time. They took their time. But quite frankly, to quote my uh, my broadcasting idol, Stephen A. Smith, I just don't think that they went about it in the most efficient way. Uh, I think they needed to make their decision a little bit faster. And I think they needed to have a clear decision maker in the process where I don't know if that was the case. I think... Arthur Blank, the owner, and um, uh, Rich McKay, who is his second in command. There was a little bit of, uh, you do it, I do it, you do it, I do it. <laughs> and so I just don't trust anything that they do collaboratively. Uh, in you collaboration. Do it, you do it, I do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they finally made a decision here. Okay. John, 
the this past week uh, the Falcons hired a GM. Yeah, tell me about it, Stud. Okay, the G the new GM's name is Terry Fontenot. Okay, if you want to know about him, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Anyways, so he's from the Saints. Okay. So a lot of fans right now are saying that he's a sleeper agent. <laughs> he is, dude. <laughs> and he's going to... Um, Next thing you know, they're going to bring over Drew Brees. <laughs> oh, God. We're, he, they think he's going to start drafting really crappy players for the Falcons <laughs> so that the Saints can fool. And we're going to trade all our best players to the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. I think that if that actually did happen... That I would laugh be, so hard. It would be it's more so interesting hard. than if the Falcons won the Super Bowl, I, honestly. <laughs> yes. Julio Jones catches touchdown pass for the Saints. What? But anyway, so this guy's the new GM, whatever. Um, and then we also have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. His name, Arthur Smith. So now we got two authors. Authors? Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the Arthur theme song? I just keep thinking, um, of, hey, it's Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you're walking down the street, street. get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart. Listen to the beat. <laughs> anyway, that's a PBS show, Arthur, for all you millennials Public slash broad state. Public broadcasting station. Yeah, a little PBS. For viewers like you. For viewers like you. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we digest there. Um, so tell me the, the gentleman who they hired the coach, I think they brought him in. So he's supposed to, no, I don't (laughs) even think he was sleeper. I think they brought him in because they think he'll accent really Matt Ryan and help him to be the most offensive weapon that is ever to come out of Atlanta. So I think it might work but i also don't so i think they should have done what you said and just traded him matt ryan oh uh, yeah and just picked up to it i think that would have been a much better situation i think that was the move that nobody saw but everybody once you tell him it or deshaun that's a good idea or deshaun watson he's yeah they don't know but technically he's the only, not said he would not. He was wearing a Falcons jersey this week. He was spotted. Oh, so so the only problem with get like trading him for Deshaun is the Texans are gonna want more, more compensation back than just Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll be like, oh cool, give us Matt Ryan, two first round draft picks, two second round draft picks. Whereas if you traded him to the Dolphins for Tua, you could do it straight up. You don't need any more compensation. Because two is not proven yet, so he doesn't command that let extra me, compensation. Let me let me hit you with this, because I, I think what realistically, if they were going to compensate, they'd be like, "We'll take Julio and Matt, and we'll give you him, Deshaun." I think that's what they would do, Ooh. but that would leave Calvin yeah. technically to still work. And with. you still have a draft pick if they don't take your draft pick, and you could get Devonte. That would be good. So, like, just just a little food for thought too. That that, that could be, be something. One. I yeah. like it. I like it. So, I mean, there's still weapons, and you're not really losing. It's kind of a wash, in my opinion. Even though I like Julio, I really do. But like, that would technically be more enticing to me if I were going to trade. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so at least you know the no duo. tradesies backs. No tradesies backsies. <laughs> <laughs> that way, I know like the diamond duo actually 
you know, like they work well together. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really change anything. It's just yeah. literally a uniform that's being changed. And honestly, with if you traded both Matt and Julio, you would clear like half of your salary mm-hmm. in one move. Mm-hmm. But you'd also get a ton of salary in Deshaun. Deshaun. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good one. But what I was going to say in response to your comment about Arthur Smith, the new coach, being uh, some sort of master unlocking of talent of Matt Ryan, uh, maybe he – so Arthur Smith, the new head coach of the Falcons, he's coming over from the Tennessee Titans where he was the offensive coordinator. Um, and if you all remember the last couple of years with the Tennessee Titans, they've been very run heavy with Derrick Henry. And they had Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. Now, Ryan Tannehill had kind of a tumultuous beginning to his career. He was originally in Miami with the Dolphins, and he kind of rode the bench after a couple bad years. And then he got his chance with the Titans. And this guy, Arthur Smith, did make him a better quarterback. And so maybe they're thinking that he could do that with Matt Ryan. I don't know about that. The problem is he's Matt past Ryan's his prime. Super old. Yeah. Like, and he's had so many different offensive coordinators. Like, it's not even close. For comparison, Tom Brady's had basically the same one his whole career. Josh McDaniels. There was a couple intermixed in there, but. It was nothing like Matt Ryan's had to deal with. Matt Ryan has had a new offensive coordinator every other year for probably, what, 15 years now? Yeah, at this point, and that's why they have no consistency and why why it's probably not going to work. And like what we said, they should have traded to get more value to the team because right now it's are we going for win, win the season, or are we going for, like, rebuild? And technically, if I'm – the GM, I'm going for rebuild, but the coach is like, but I have what? Okay, essentially the Arthur Blank is like dig a six feet deep hole, and <laughs> it, like, and so like the GM is given a shovel, but the coach is given a spoon. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna win first? You know what I mean? Right. Look at it that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I I hate the idea of doing like having to choose between win now and rebuild. To me, that's not. Those, those should not be your options. That's a pessimistic point of view. It should always be both. Mm-hmm. You need to be doing both. If you're not trying to win now, then the rebuild doesn't matter because you're not a win now person. So you're never going to win now mm. unless you just luck into it. That's a good point. So in my opinion, yes, you can you can put away things for the future. It's just like your life and your savings. You're going to put some money away, but you're not saying – I'm not going to use yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to hide under a rock until I retire. That's dumb. dumb. That's wasting <laughs> your life or in the football case that's wasting your season, wasting your fans money. So, I don't believe in that and I think that there's always an option to get better even when you may not have the best players. You you can you can find the diamonds in the rough. You just have to put in the effort. Touche. So, and that's Shooting too. That's shooting too. And the greatest thing about shooting too is if you get fouled again, you get two more, more. but that's next week, guys. And (laughs) after the break, we'll conclude. I'll tell you what. Welcome back to 
I'll tell you what. Guys, it's been a fun episode. Again, uh, please like and follow us. We are on Apple and Spotify. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you follow us, uh, we will give you a shout out. Or if you share us, we will also give you a shout out. So we encourage that. We are nothing without you, 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 you. You! <laughs> Soldier Boy Teller. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do your thing and help us out because it's going to benefit you really <laughs> in the end. Yeah. Like when you're driving into work and you're just listening to some Burt show in the morning and you're like, you know what? This is boring. What would I like to listen to? How about my good friend, Jolly John and coconut Mike giving you the sports news. Yeah, guys. And, and it's going to just, it's going to, it's going to soothe your soul. And at the very least, you can make fun of us uh, while we're talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, they're so stupid. <laughs> so, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we just want we just want you guys to enjoy, you know, the content. Um, and if you have any recommendations, yeah. let us know. We love feedback. We do, except when it's Mike feedback, because that does nobody any favors. <laughs> Literally, you're like, oh my ears. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, guys, um, really appreciate the listens. And uh, John, you got anything you want to tell the people at home tonight? Some people that may be just down and out and, you know, they need a little encouragement. <laughs> encouragement. Uh, I would say that life is too short, guys. So tomorrow's never promised. Always tell your loved ones that you love them and just shine bright for those who honestly deserve it. And that's the people who are constantly, maybe even sometimes silently telling you that they love you. Just shower them because you'll get it back in full return. It's a boomerang. That's right. So, With interest. Mm -hmm. Times two. Times so. two. Yeah. I would, uh, I would echo that statement and, uh, just something that I've learned recently, whenever th things seem like they're stacked up against you and there's just insurmountable odds against you, uh, just say, nevertheless, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to go for it here because putting yourself in a box is never going to help you. Help you. Yeah. And uh, I, I realize that we're getting a little philosophical, but... Um, it's just, it's something to remember because we all get to that point where we say, I don't, I think this is enough. I don't think that we can do, do it anymore. Yeah. But remember guys, that happens. It's January. So I feel like mm -hmm. everybody gets like the case of this. So we're just trying to help you out, like mentally prepare yourself to get going for the rest of the year. So yeah. just take a deep breath. Walk outside. Side. Even though it's cold, sometimes that helps. Sometimes that can uh, sharpen you. Mm -hmm. Just say, whoa. Wake it's it cold out here. Yeah, wake it I back like up. It. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, but that's all we got. We'll see you on our next episode on I'll, I'll Tell You What.